Hello everyone and welcome back to Growing Purple with me, Lissy McIntosh, where we talk about serious F1 stuff in a not-so-serious way. Hello everybody. Okay, I'm going to a straight fact here. This part of the podcast when I'm when I'm flying solo is always the most difficult because I don't know where to go from here do you know what I mean it's like when you go into the supermarket and you're just overwhelmed with choices do you first go to the cereal aisle yes if you're me you do do you first go to the ice cream aisle well maybe there's so many options there and it's so much fun um this is that moment for me I just (laughs) I never quite know how I'm gonna start this um, but there we go, we have done it. So congratulations to everyone. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you have enjoyed the first race. Wait, oh my god, my voice is broken. The first race of the 2023 season. How about that then? I um I was saying the other day that I think the start of this 2023 F1 season is a little bit strange. I used the word boring, which was a bit hasty and I did not mean it. Um, And I've realized once you've said a word, it's very hard. It's very hard to reel it back in. Do you know what I mean? Um, But I meant it in the sense that we don't have a double header until, uh, well, we have this big break, first of all, in in, in April, in, in, oh my God, I can't speak, in April. Okay. We have this big old break after Australia before Baku it's like spring break um now that China has been removed which I think I think when they removed China they should have done a little bit of a shuffle around to really get the season like hit the track running (laughs) I actually didn't mean to say that but I did so excuse the pun hit the ground running and just get going with it but I think our first two races Bahrain and Saudi are very exciting Firstly, Bahrain. I mean, I could not contain my excitement, but we full debrief coming soon in a second. Um, but Saudi is a very interesting track. I mean, there's so much criticism of the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix being too dangerous for more than one reason. Okay. Um, but in terms of the track alone, it is a very dangerous circuit. We've seen so many accidents there before. And I know there have been some modifications of it this season, but I think it's going to be much more challenging for the drivers. And we're going to be able to tell so much more. You know, we had testing in Bahrain, that three-day test, we had FP1, FP2, FP3. Yes, okay, let's see, we all know how a race weekend works. Um, and so the drivers were so used to that circuit by the end and and how abrasive it was. I would say that's one of the hardest things about the Bahrain International Circuit is some of them have said, you know, you may as, be, may as well be driving over a cheese grater because it's just that asphalt on that track is so abrasive and that's one of the really tough things to conquer. Um, but having so much practice of a circuit, I think we were... I think the field kind of in many ways shaped up the way we thought it would. Um, there were definitely some surprises and I'm so excited to see Esteban Ocon um, in the car this weekend because, okay, there's two drivers that I think particularly have so much unlock potential. Esteban is one of them. I mean, Pierre Gasly is a fantastic driver in his own right, but in that Alpine car with the skill he had, and I would say Esteban's on a, on a similar skill level, actually, I really would, but to be able to go from last to ninth, imagine with both of them in the car, the points they'd be able to score, um, I think Lance Stroll as well, you know, I, oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> okay, we have to talk about Bahrain in a sec, but um, I would say, you know, he was clearly in a lot of pain walking around the paddock, um, trying to move his wrists, like I could see him trying to move them as he was walking up and down between the motorhome and the garage, and um, 
you know, imagine how much more potential there is in there with him being even more recovered. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember straight after the race in Bahrain, right? Everyone was on this big high Aston Martin and <laughs> it was just after the podium. And I was kind of, you know, every time I would see someone from the team, congrats. And, you know, the, the feeling was amazing. And I just remember, uh, it was maybe about 40 minutes after the race, I just see Lance Stroll walking around the paddock with socks and sliders on. (laughs) He just had a bowl of ice cream in his hands, Um, which is fantastic vibes. Seriously, the best vibes you could go for, for post-race celebration. But I just thought it was so funny. Um, just, he was just so, he was in such high spirits with his bowl of ice cream. And I, and I cannot wait to see how an even more recovered Lance Stroll can perform this weekend in Saudi Arabia. So I, um, yeah, I hope you're all well. I, I honestly, I wasn't going to talk about this. And then I thought, Lissy, Ashley, it's your podcast. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I think for the most part, like I'm a very upbeat person. I'm a very energetic person. I really get my energy from being around other people. I I would say I definitely need like a little bit of time alone to recharge. Um, But I love being around people and I love what I do. But I just feel like in the last, I want to say week maybe, I just haven't really been feeling like my best self, if I'm a thousand percent honest. I think, um, you know, even over the winter break, it was really hectic for me working in Formula E and doing car launch season as well. And I think I just sometimes need to take a few days off um, what I do. Again, I'm not complaining in the slightest at all. I think, you know, I'm so blessed to have a job that I adore so much, but I I, I do work really hard. And I think I, I am in a job which kind of has like moments of external validation if you will in being a presenter in being on social media and having you know a presence there and no one ever teaches you I always say this no one ever teaches you of how to deal with it and and all these things and I think for me it's just yeah needing to kind of like step away not be on my phone not looking at a screen looking at a screen sorry and editing content and all these things and and I I have this little tendency to like catastrophize um I'm not out at a race for a little while now and just kind of all these thoughts creeping in, not such great thoughts. And I think for me, I've just needed, I just need to like focus on what I really want to do right now and and maybe go away for a few days. I would love to do that. So we shall see. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm okay. Like I'm completely, totally overall okay I think I've just been having a little bit of a tough tough few days um but having you guys around is always like the biggest um help and the biggest kind of push forward for me and I mean that so much um and I appreciate all of you but I think yes even yeah I think it's just needing to kind of like focus on yourself a little bit I I can really tend to forget to do that I put so much pressure on myself so much it's crazy like I beat myself up over every little thing um and I just I think it's tough because you know being uh in working in a job which is so high pressure and I don't know guys sometimes I just I just need to stop thinking okay I need to stop staying up till 2 a.m and having stupid thoughts okay about my future and everything because I can, I just need to focus on the good, all the amazing projects I've got work going on at the moment. But that's another thing, like so much happens. I think I would say I've got like six, 
like really, really big year long projects this year. And then on top of that, there's like um, little one on one things. And um, oh my gosh, that's such a noisy plane. Little one on one things and one off things and all that kind of all that kind of thing thing say thing one more time like I literally dare you um so there's just so much going on having to negotiate all of those things and I and again I, I love it I adore what I do but one day could be quieter or not going like not really going my way or whatever and I could get so crazy about it um and I think okay one thing I've really been thinking about this week like really been thinking about okay is how and this is my biggest piece of advice to you this week is even if you're being taken the piss out of for something or even if something's you're not being taken seriously for something that you do and but you truly believe in what you're doing keep doing it i mean that so many people used to undermine me take the piss out of me laugh at the fact that i was like a a young woman in motorsport and b fluent in social media and had a presence on social media and really truly wanted to cater to younger fans of F1 and I wanted to use social media as my tool to do that and to kind of bring fans in and make them feel seen and and you know I'm not saying I was the first person to use social media in F1 not that at all but I was always taking the piss out of for being one of the first people to truly try and bring that into the paddock and bring that to life and really really embed that in the sport again I'm not the first person to have done it but I was always undermined as a presenter I was always people would always laugh at me for it or not take me seriously and now there is every single driver is on TikTok every there are so many broadcasters on TikTok which is so incredible to see may I just say like I'm I'm not this is it's an amazing thing to see more people kind of wanting to engage fans and I'm wanting to, you know, make accessible content and want to bring TikTok into and, and Instagram even into the sport. But I just, I I don't know. I just think it, it was always like so silly when I did it. Like, oh, you talk about F1 news on TikTok. Like you make what the F1 does that mean? Like what even is that? You make like fun videos about F1. Like what? Like why are you showing people what you do? That was That was the vibe I always got. And now because other people are doing it and they are very well established or they're very well known, it's like, oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. Oh my God, that's so such a good idea. And that's why I just think if you're the first to do something, it's hard. Like you have to sit in a hard emotion of feeling judged a lot of the time, but that's how you know you're changing the game and that's how you know you're doing something different. Um, so, oh, my camera just died. That's annoying. Battery exhausted. I'm exhausted. Okay, Sony. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just been interesting for how people's perceptions of TikTok and being on TikTok has changed with who's been on it. And um, yeah, I just want to say, if you really believe in something and you really believe in your vision of something, keep doing it. Even if you feel like you're the odd one out or, you know, it's not the done thing or people are laughing at you. Um, that's how, yeah, that's how, you know, you're making a difference, I think. Um, so yeah, and it's been really nice to hear a lot of feedback recently from lots of people just saying, oh, I truly feel like your content is engaging me and, and helping to be more accessible and things like that because, and this is a conversation I actually had with Tony in the last podcast about F1 and how, um, how kind of 
accessible it is and whether the inaccessibility of F1 is actually kind of bolstering their business because it's like what's going on it's the mystery it's all this and that um but I I don't know I, I it was actually Tony who shared a stat I think of 95% of F1 fans will never go to an F1 race in their life so if I can show what's going on in this sport and and truly like I see the younger fans I see the younger female fans as well I'm because I'm that demographic as well right so I know exactly what you guys are looking for and I'm so passionate about bringing that to you um and I have really exciting plans in the works this year and even some uh, so many people ask me like what's your five-year plan Babe, I don't know what I'm doing next week like I literally don't even know what I'm doing next week because I may have to go um halfway across the world right but I was also looking at a holiday so even that I mean that's in six days and I have no idea what I'm doing um but I do have one really cool idea that I want to do in the next few years and if it ever happens I vow to you I will come back to this podcast episode and I will I will do something I don't know what it is um but yes so I am yeah I mean I I wish I could tell you everything I'm doing this year so you guys know let's let me tell you actually so you guys know I'm doing track tv um staying with my f1 family and I'm so excited to kind of stay as part of that f1 tv crew and um I should be at a really good number of races with them which is exciting and then what else can I tell you I'm looking at like my list of the year oh it's so annoying and it's annoying it sounds it must sound so annoying as well um but um, I've signed an NDA that's that's very legal do you know what I mean imagine I just drop it (laughs) drop it on going Kerbal podcast and get like served um I've always okay I don't want to be served but I think I want to serve someone in my life like excuse me sir excuse me Bill Bill Brian Beckham you have been served um but who knows if I'll ever get to do that and then I well okay this will hopefully come up before the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix so I won't be able to say exactly what's going on but next week there's a really exciting kind of like collaboration um drop coming with a very exciting company um which is to do with one of the drivers on the grid one of the 20 drivers and um, we do have 20 drivers on the uh, on the formula one grid it's, it's a fantastic sport actually you should uh, you should watch it yeah you should watch a race when you can um so that's exciting coming out next week and then they'll i'll be at other races with various other people so i'm hoping to be kind of like in the teens with races this year um but it's crazy actually this sport everything gets everything is so last minute sometimes other than the races really with f1 that i'm like fully booked in for um things can you know you've got to go with the flow you've got to move the flow but I uh yeah I should be a fair few and I'm very very excited I don't know which one I'm most excited for uh let me have a look um I am very very excited okay I would say one of my favorite races is Austin I love Austin as a city it's so much fun the race weekend is so great and now that it's now that it's known as like the original American race I think it adds so much depth to it as well but isn't that funny like nothing's changed it's just the perception of now it's the oldest US race but isn't that crazy um I'm very excited for Miami but I don't really know what to expect is there going to be another fake marina because I don't know if I can handle that if I'm honest I've heard it's very hot so just give me a real marina do you know what I mean 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit of as much as I can tell you now of the, of the year, but it's going to be really exciting. And I'm of course doing Formula E as well. Um, and I will be at a couple of other uh, Formula E races this year. Their season ends quite early, it ends in July. So, but that will be really good and kind of showing you guys more about, um, what, well, well, one of the things I didn't get to do last time, which was because of like lots of schedule changes and things was really getting into the car and the garages and like the more technical side of Formula E as well because I think we me and you you and me um come at Formula E I mean maybe maybe you're a Formula E expert in which case I would love to know but I think a lot of us are newer Formula E fans and that's really exciting for me because I get to go to Formula E races and kind of ask questions and poke around and find out as many things as possible for us so that we can understand it more and actually this is literally what I've been saying for years is when you understand something about a sport because sport is entertainment you want to watch it more because it's more entertaining right if you know what formula e I don't know if you know about the formula e tires and it starts raining and they're not coming in for a pit stop and you're thinking why are they not coming in for a pit stop and then you remember oh actually they have a control tire this is what mitch evans was telling me he said we have a control tire so we don't change between um wet and we could we could drive in the snow or we could drive in the desert and we'd have the same tire so little things like that when we understand them and now i've been watching so many more formula e races and um actually speaking of jaguar has been having really bad luck but uh if you're a formula e, like a big formula e fan let me know and if you're not then let me know what kind of questions you want me to ask in the next couple of races that i'll be at um with that series it's also like indycar as well guys i really want to go to an indycar race i'm not joking i'm so intrigued by it i don't know why it's piqued my interest so much even more so i would say than nascar i i think it's oh, of course everyone knows about the indy 500 indy 500 is actually on the same weekend as an f1 race um but there are i think there's 16 rounds in indycar and i am just again i'm so intrigued by it and i want to go and ask questions and i want to go and see what the paddock's like and and start not not that my main goal here is to compare all the series but just to kind of understand the differences between them what's working what's not um what the drivers are like what the media is like with them and and how it all kind of feeds into this much wider motorsport structure because i adore f1 i truly do but there's there's so much else to explore and i think that's so outside of my comfort zone but that is truly where you grow and that is where you have the most fun and all that kind of thing so yeah i really really want to go to an indie car race so maybe I, I would love that to happen before the end of the year but again i think i was looking at the calendar the season ends in september which is i would honestly the the next few months are crazy so i'm hoping i can go i wait let, let's look now together okay indycar hang on okay i have the page loaded wow look at me go <laughs> okay ntt in no should i do it in american accent will you will people get upset with me um no i shouldn't i shouldn't okay and, and i'll just do the title <laughs> ntt indycar series wow okay i'm glad we did that the next one is in a month oh no 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 sorry it's not it's in two weeks in pb ppg ppg 375 ppg c 375 this is the nnt indycar series so in texas 
so that's really exciting um okay anyway now that we've now that we've looked at the indycar schedule together let's move on shall we to the bahrain grand prix i actually made notes for this podcast which i really normally don't do um but i'm glad i've done it this time so bahrain the first race of the season and what a race it was i went out after testing and i was just like this ball of excitement wait I can hear some, I can hear a child crying. I don't have a child. Um, I, yes, Bahrain Grand Prix. The Bahrain Grand Prix. Oh, my bracelet fell off. Um, yes, it was crazy. There was just so much like tension in the paddock all weekend. And it was, for me, it was like the first day back at school, you know, when you see all your friends and you're like, oh, she got a haircut and this and that. And it was very exciting. It was very strange. Even, so of course we know that the paddock is arranged by Constructors' Championship and Red Bull is at the top of the paddock and it goes all the way down and Williams is at the very end. Actually, I will say the Bahrain paddock is so long. So I would say, for, ref- for, side- for size reference, um, Silverstone is a really small paddock. It's just motorhome, 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 motorhome. Garage, garage, garage. And there's not a lot going on in the Silverstone paddock, but I would say the Bahrain paddock is one of one of the most fantastic. There's, there's shawarma in the paddock. Shawarma. Yeah, I know and it's very long but yeah so of course Red Bull at the top but it was really really strange to see Mercedes so far well it wasn't even that far down I'm just saying it's a long paddock so it was a, it was a long way down do you know what I mean um but it was so great to see everyone back and all you know so many new drivers as well and um seeing them kind of yeah start to take their 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 space and find their feet and find their elements and things and be able to chat to them was 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 great and um yeah, so I arrived on the Wednesday night and I I like Bahrain. It was so warm, um, but everyone was so lovely there. And then Thursday is, of course, media day. So lots of interviews, uh, Red Bull, Alfa Romeo um, and Alpine. <laughs> I'm, guys, it was so embarrassing. Well, it's not embarrassing. So I went over and... Fiat always says, oh, are we going to make more TikToks? Whenever he sees me, he's like, we're going to make more TikToks today. And I was like, no, Pierre, like we're doing that right on the grid on Sunday. And he just looked at me with this panic in his eyes. And I was like, I'm just kidding. Like, we're definitely not doing that. And then I decided, do you know what? I'm going to ask him a question in French. So I say, Pierre, why did you choose number 10? We were talking about driver numbers for some reason. I said, why did you choose number 10? Number, number two. And he just looks at me like, Lissy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, obviously, number 10 is not de. It was like, do you mean number D? So I was like, of course, number D, of course, yes, that one. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I should go for 31. No, Lissy, no. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really interesting weekend. Guys, I have to really, I have to really admit something. I'm so sorry. I did not run the Bahrain International Circuit. And I'm not gonna lie. I, there was no way, there was no way I was going to run the Bahrain International Circuit. Okay, I'm going to be really honest with you. I took one look. I took one look at that turn one and I thought that's a bit far away. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? I did bring the trainers. But uh, let's just say that the, the weather conditions were not ideal. They were not ideal. <laughs> and I did not run it. I uh, I have since been to the gym once because I'm not I just I don't enjoy the gym like I'm sorry I did go to the gym two days ago and I I did twelve three thirty but I uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go back I also 
I couldn't get in or out of the gym because I bought this day pass, right? Which is extortionate. Don't do that. But they gave me they gave me this code to get in. I couldn't get in. And that was embarrassing. And then I really just wanted to leave. Okay. I didn't enjoy it. And I wanted to get out of there. And then the code wouldn't let me out either. And I was just trapped in this gym. Um, so yeah. Maybe I'll run the next one. I won't. Let's be really honest. I won't. Okay, fine. Let's make a pact. Me and you right now. Put your hand out. I've got my hand out as well. I will, <laughs> I will run, run one track that I go to this year. Okay. And you guys can pick it. Comment down below. Okay. It's a podcast, but <laughs> let me know which track I should run and whichever is the most popular, I will do it. I promise you. Okay. Okay. I, um, I did do some running though up the paddock because I forgot, okay, that I was meant to be on air. And I had my radio, I have my radio clipped onto me all day, but I sometimes take my earpiece out because <laughs> sometimes I just do, like I went to the bathroom, right? Okay. And I took my earpiece out and um, whatever. And I was washing my hands and I just thought, oh, I'll just pop it back in. And my, my, um, my producer's like, Lissy, where are you? You're meant to be on air right now. And I just got, I just got a little, a little confused. Okay. I just missed a timing on the, t on the call sheet. I just missed one timing. Okay. It happens to everyone. It's never happened to me before. So I am in the bathroom and I start, I just start running. I have so much stuff in my arms. I don't know why I bought so much stuff to the bathroom with me, but I just had, and I'm just running up the paddock. Okay. <laughs> and I'm really not a runner like I can't stress this enough and people and then I noticed people are starting to film me running <laughs> which I was like guys like I don't know I haven't I, I hadn't met them previously one of them I had met um so I could get the video footage but I really don't want to and I'm just running up and then apparently my so so actually it's interesting my producer's with me at the circuit but my director who is essentially like I like to call him my race engineer I'm not a driver but he is um kind of the guy even when I'm on air Lissy you've got two minutes Lissy um he's so sweet The what my director in Bahrain is called Lewis I'm sure you won't mind me saying his name um but he kind of because he can obviously see and hear everything I'm doing but he was based in the UK over the weekend so he he'll like laugh, like if I um if I say something and he thinks it's funny he'll laugh and it's like honestly the biggest hype in my life oh, he's a fantastic guy but apparently I was just by accident pressing my radio speak button and, I was like, and he was just laughing his head off and I was like why are you laughing why are you laughing and apparently I was pressing this button and just panting into the radio and I hadn't meant to press it and I was like because <gasps> I was just I was out of breath um and because the entrance to the pit lane is McLaren okay so that's already quite a far way down and he was just laughing and laughing and we managed to recover the situation quickly but um yeah I mean it, it really does take a whole team like that team is able to sort it out if we have to be three minutes late four minutes late like those are big schedule changes and you know my team is able to sort them out really quickly and I'm I'm really grateful for them and I'm I'm really grateful to kind of be part of the F1 presenting team as well I, I think Bahrain kind of proved to me how I do really feel that I've really, really grown as a presenter. I, I don't think you ever stop learning. I think it would be so stupid of me to go, okay, well, I'm an F1 presenter now, so I know everything. And I know exactly every single best way to do everything. Like there are presenters and that's why it was so cool to talk to Crofty and Karun and, and the whole Sky Sports F1 team. And even just talk to them up and down the paddock and 
it kind of you know just just learn like everyone can learn from each other like they asking me questions about social media and also being a young presenter and I'm kind of able to ask them things and and it's just sharing that knowledge I think but for me you know Bahrain was really I really felt so kind of good in in what I was doing and I felt so I don't know just I felt so comfortable doing my grid walk I remember my first grid walk you guys remember it as well okay the one where I tripped up Will Arnett but I was on the grid this time and I just felt so kind of at ease and I I just I had prepped so much for it and I have a whole notebook actually um I think hang on, I'm just sorry I'm just gonna grab the notebook um it's a full a5 notebook I think it's I wish I knew how many pages it was but it's just full of notes and that is how I would say my biggest tip for any of you guys who are doing public speaking and things is just write, write, keep rereading, keep writing, keep researching. So I'll like look at all the data lap times over the weekend, at every session, every pre- team press release. I'll try and talk to as many people in the paddock as I can and really try and analyze all of that. And um, yeah, and just write it down, prepare as much as you can. Even if you're not going to talk to someone, prepare questions to them because those are the main talking points that you're going to need to keep referring to. And and I think I've just learned a lot and I'm really I'm really excited for kind of what the future brings and and being, yeah, being this like this different force, I suppose, in F1 and and the future of broadcast is is going to be really exciting. And I'm whew, getting emotional. I'm getting so emotional at the moment I don't even know why but yeah I really enjoy Bahrain it was absolutely boiling I don't know if this is TMI (laughs) I think I I, I don't know why I just say this I got I think I had like this rash on my arm because I was like sweating so much I'm okay I'm sorry I was like my arm is just so sore and I don't have it anymore and I'm back in the cold so anyway I really don't think you you needed to know that I really apologize but um yeah but so much has happened even since then I mean talking about Crofty and Karun there that was all part of a sky campaign and a sky filming day um which I raced Jensen Button guys I've never raced a car in my life you may think I had like it makes sense you know but never never once and I I raced Jensen Button in a kart race and uh, I remember his face before I was like oh I've never raced in a kart um and he was like <laughs> the panic on his face he was like asking his team he was like sure, are we sure are we sure like she can is she like are we sure why what's she doing here and I was just like literally standing there like already bricking it okay I was like what if this is actually just really really bad which I mean it, it kind of was but I kind of just had to put this game face on right and he was like why didn't you go and do a couple practice laps <laughs> Um, I did get lapped but I only got lapped once and it was really good fun and working with the whole Sky team was incredible and oh my gosh so the whole Sky team had their name embroidered on their suits so um, Naomi had had Naomi duh Um, and I was leaving and I was like oh their suits look so cool and one of the incredible guys at Sky was like let me get yours embroidered for you so now I have my Sky Sports suit and it has my name on it and I think that's gonna have to be I think that's going to have to be my Halloween outfit for 2023, okay? Um, I don't actually know where I am for Halloween, but I wherever I am, you best believe I will be bringing that fantastic outfit and it will be worn. So that was great. And then, of course, I mean, car launch season seems like 
a million miles away now, doesn't it? But it was, um, yeah, it was a crazy time. I think each launch was so different and being in New York for one of them was amazing. Guys, it was so cold. I literally had like blisters on my hands when I got back. And I think Alpine's was like really special getting to bring all of the, cause I did their, I was like their social host all day. So we did loads of stuff for them and um, kind of getting to bring you guys along all the behind the scenes and everything was really cool. So yeah, but I mean, it's so interesting. I think back to uh, Aston Martin's launch, right? And oh my gosh, <laughs> I I don't, I honestly, the whole Aston Martin launch, right? Tiny Tempo was just stood next to me. <laughs> and that's all I could think about. I'm not going to lie. He was just stood there. And I was like, wow, you are fully just Tiny Temper. And you are fully just next to me. And, um, but no, I mean, I'm joking. The launch was fantastic. And it's, and it's really cool now to think back to that moment of being in that room where the AMR 23 was launched and now seeing its potential kind of unleashed. I mean, honestly, seeing Fernando Alonso on that podium in Bahrain, that's history and to be at that track at that moment was just incredible I, I mean I want to know what you guys think about how everything's shaping up I think it's very unfortunate for McLaren it really is especially seeing how well Pierre Gasly is doing okay um Mercedes as well I mean I would love to know what you guys think about the whole Mercedes letter that they put out um, just after the Bahrain Grand Prix. It essentially said, you know, we're so sorry and we're going to keep fighting and you guys are always front of mind and and all these things. And, and a lot of people kind of saying, mm, is this a little bit too... Uh, too much i mean you you guys didn't you you guys didn't it's not like you've d both dnf you were p5 and p7 which i mean i don't know it's just interesting because clearly mercedes thought that this car was going to revolutionize all their problems and it was going to put them back on the top step of the podium but actually i think coming off a year of these kind of results it's not it's nothing really new for a mercedes fan and their letter was so it was not dramatic. I'm not going to call it dramatic because I don't think that's fair. But it was, yeah, very, very emotional. And and, I, and in some ways, you know, I, I respect that for them. I respect that from them because, you know, they're clearly a team that puts their fans so front of mind. But also it's not, you know, it's not a bad starting position, a P5 for Hamilton. So I don't know. Interesting. I think it's tough because last year, they, they had them that main issue was their bouncing and the porpoising and so once those issues slightly became resolved we saw more potential in their performance and this year there is no bouncing well there's very little bouncing and there's you know porpoising is kind of a thing of the past to be honest and so it's kind of not this one quick fix that we can do it's and and with and we're, we're in the cost cap era so there's only so much money that we can throw at these problems i say we as if, as if I am the technical director at Formula One team. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, speaking of that technical department, having James Vowles leaving to go to Williams as well. I mean, it's fantastic for Williams. But I, I do think Mercedes is this team in a state of, of transition. And I, I almost wonder, I mean, Lewis Hamilton said the other day, didn't he? I won't leave the sport until I've won eight world championships. But will it be with Mercedes? And can you imagine Lewis Hamilton driving for another team? Very interesting. So much to think about. But I think I will leave it there for today. I um I want to catch up again soon. Should we put a date in the diary? Should we have a little coffee catch up? I was going to make coffee to record this, but it's actually 8.45pm. 
And also, um, I didn't know if it would be annoying to like have someone drink something on the podcast. So I decided against that. But I hope you're all well, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is, I hope you're taking care of yourself. I think that's honestly just the most important thing is to keep checking in with yourself as well um and yeah i will see you all very soon uh in a couple of weeks let's have another catch up on everything that's going on and see where the championship is and see what we're all up to but for now i adore you guys i will see you all very soon and thank you so much for listening you can also follow me on tiktok and instagram if you'd like to you don't have to at missy mackintosh and um yeah i love you guys so much thank you for listening and i will talk to you very very soon Bye.